him. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Bear Down Sports Podcast, episode 189, man, almost at 200 episodes. Crazy shit. Uh, I am your host, Commissioner Brandon Kurtzman, once again by myself, so you're just going to get a lot of me talking about the league. Um, week one is in the book. Seven teams played their first game of the season. All teams will play this week, so we'll have a little bit of a look at all the teams and kind of where everyone stacks up after this week a little bit. Um, but week one was a good week. Caught a little bit of rain in the last game of the day, but only for about a half of it. Um, five games. We'll talk about those. We'll talk about this week's games. Um, games this week are at the Blue Turf again, starting at 9 a.m., uh, and hopefully the weather holds off. Not looking great right now. Um, if it's like really bad, we'll think about canceling or something like that. But if, if it's, if it's playable, we're playing. Um, if you're on one of the teams that did not, um, sign, did not play last week, make sure you bring your money, make sure you will have your Jersey for you. Um, but other than that, uh, I think that's kind of all. Week one was pretty good. I didn't think there was any crazy controversies. Uh, definitely need to stop yelling at the refs as much, but that's a constant problem throughout every season. Um, but let's not get crazy. All right. Uh, let's start with uh, a week one recap. Week one recap. Um, first game of the day, we'll talk about Kentucky. we led by Chris Hogreave, Liam Knowles, um, and Leota against Oregon, led by new quarterback Cyrus, um, Keanu, Alex Kalka, Copes. Um, Oregon started out nice on offense, got an interception on their first defensive possession, just weren't able to really able to, able to capitalize on the early the early mistakes. The defense um, played their part early. I think felt, felt like they kept the game close early on. But Cyrus's first time playing in the league, um, saw some things I liked, saw some things I, it was eh, well, not the best at times, but, um, he ran the ball well, first play of the game, big run. Um, I thought he could, should run even more, honestly, not saying he can't throw cause he does have a good arm. Um, got the ball out fast. A lot of times I like just getting the ball out to Copes and letting him make plays. I thought James De Palma, uh, played a good first game in the league. Richie Peters, big lineman, but they need to do a better job protecting. I feel like Cyrus is under pressure a lot in that game, um, but that also led to a lot of quick throws and just kind of getting the ball out fast. Um, I think he'll continue to get better. It's only an eight-game season this this year, so you definitely need to figure it out faster than in other seasons. Um, but they're not going to be an easy out every week. They they played hard. They scored some towards the end. Um, just wasn't enough because Kentucky was a well well-led veteran team that – um, showed up on time and was ready to go. Keanu was late, and uh, I believe someone else, Claude, was late for Oregon. Kentucky was able to take a nice lead before either of those guys showed up or made an impact on the game. Um, as for the winning side, Kentucky, Hogreef, outside that first pass of the game, looked good. Liam did his thing. Um, Jelani had a couple nice catch and runs. Uh, and Hogreave ran a few in. He played a really good game. His stats this week were really good. Um, got off to a nice 1-0 start. I think I predicted them to go 2-0. and um, And they got right to doing that early at 9 a.m. A lot of energy. You know Hogreave, a Hogreave-led team is always going to um, bring the energy, in, even in a 9 a.m. game. 
Um, and they were ready to go. Hogarth, it was a long layoff for a lot of the guys in the league, and a lot of guys were looking to get back out there, and the Kentucky side was louder. They were physical, more physical. They dominated the line of scrimmage, and Hogarth is really good at making guys miss in the, in the backfield and then, um, and then uh, getting the ball to his receivers or just making plays down the field, not afraid to throw to his linemen. He has good receiving linemen this year with Leota, Ray Cofano, um, and I don't even know who was playing. I forgot who was playing. Who was playing third line for them. Um, but it was an all-around really good team effort by them. And they got... Um, oh, and Kenny. I'm sorry. Kenny scored a touchdown in this game. Um, they got they got um, contributions from all over the roster, top to bottom. Jordan Edmonds comes in, can play line, can play receiver, can play D-line. I think he's going to only get better as the league goes on. Uh, physically imposing player. So uh, I like to see the new faces making a name for themselves. And I think he could be one of the guys that... Uh, has a big impact as a low-round pick player. Um, yeah, it was a good win for Kentucky to start the season. As for uh, uh, as for Oregon, Cyrus just got to kind of figure it out a little bit. I thought Billy played a good game. Um, I talked about James before. Copes had a couple of big ca- a couple, couple catching runs, um, but they just kind of really weren't able to get a lot going offensively, and it showed on the scoreboard as they um, lose this game. Uh, what they lose this game? Sorry, I'm throwing that up. Lost well, game thirty four to fourteen. Kentucky going to be a high scoring team this year. Hogreef has a lot of weapons outside. Uh, he has Konish, he has Liam, he has uh, Bartlett, Jelani. A lot of good athletes on this team. I think he built a very another a really good strong team that I think could compete in any of the seasons that we've had in terms of talent. So um, kudos to him for drafting a good team for sure. But now the next step is uh. Very good regular season with playoff victories. So uh, nothing new for Hogreef. He puts up a lot of points and he wins the game 34-14 final. Other 9 a.m. game was Texas A&M against UTEP, which is uh, Hardigan, Garland, and Ace against the Gargano brothers, uh, Rags, Aaron Ford, and company. Um, A&M wins this game 27-21. They led throughout, never trailed, and it was really, it, it was a game that it became two scores. Then Mikey had a quick touchdown, got it back to one, and then Garland was able to put it away with another touchdown to make it a two score game. And then um, Mikey scored one late, didn't get the onside kick. Uh, fall twenty seven twenty one in the first game of their double header. Garland is employing the Steelers offense from the from last season, where lining the ball up. Um, to one side, making quick decisions, spreading spreading the field out, really making uh, teams have to guard a lot more space. And I, I think it's smart. If you're able to get rid of the ball fast, Garland has no problem throwing um, into tight coverage, no problem throwing guys in his face. Um, he's one of the best quarterbacks in the league. And he showed it in this game with making a lot of throws in tight windows, um, under pressure by the D-line. Um and he threw it a lot to his lineman. Got the ball out fast. Will Saba had a big game. Nick Harding scored a touchdown. JT had a touchdown. Had a few pass breakups. Emmerich, a good game defensively. Um, Noah Colleton also played very well in his first game in the league. Very impressed by the Texas A&M team. They have uh, a lot of very good flag pullers. You're not going to have a lot of big plays due to yards after the catch. You're going to have to beat them uh, probably down the field. But they also have good corners. So this is another team that I think is very well built. Um, Garland is a great quarterback and as long as he's getting the ball out fast and he's making quick decisions, they're going to be a good team. Um, and they're going to win a lot of games and they got off to a hot start in week one, 
with a victory over the Gargano squad, um, the UTEP team. UTEP, bright spot, Tymir Altman um, immediately made an impact in his day. He, I think, hit four interceptions on the day. He's a big, physically imposing DB. He also plays receiver. Um, I think he's better at DB. Um, in good instincts, good reading the quarterback. So you definitely need to um, keep an eye on him as you're trying to make passes down the field because he's a long, rangy athlete that can make plays. So um, that's one bright spot for UTEP. Uh, Vin had a bunch of catches, had like five catches in this game. Calco does his usual thing. Aaron Ford um, back in the league this season. Welcome back. Playing very well at DB. Zach Charay making plays. I like this team a lot. They didn't have Jason Ramos. Um, John Guzman had to play a little center in this game at a point. I think scored a touchdown. Um, this is a, this is a good team. I think I'm going to say that about a lot of these teams because there's only 10 teams in the league. But, um, after seeing these teams play, you realize that there's not as many, um, weak spots on teams and guys you can attack, um, as you might like there to be in the league this year, if you're a quarterback. So, um, with these teams being good like this and DBs and flag pulling, I expect there to be a lot more competitive games, uh, a lot of one score games I expect. And uh, I think it's going to make for a good season. But UTEP falls in this one. Uh, Mikey, I thought, did a good job running the ball in this one, making a lot of guys miss. He had multiple plays where he had guys like Will and Frankie uh, Ace, who are two of the best flag pullers in the league, um, miss his flag, which not an easy thing to do. Thought he did a good job leading his squad, just wasn't able to get it done at the end. Um, we will stick with the UTEP team in the second game of doubleheader. They played against the Stanford squad led by yours truly. Um, and they get a win 21 20. Um, I thought, I felt like we had control of the game, even though we ended up losing the game in the end. I definitely have some arm issues right now. I was underthrowing a lot of the, a lot of footballs. Um, really had to get a lot out of my arm to get it down the field, which I know isn't the most surprising because I normally don't throw the ball deep, but I was really feeling it this week. Uh, but the UTEP team coming off of a loss played very well in the second half of this game. Vin had two touchdowns in the first half. They played great defense in the second half, held us to just one score. Um, I just made too many mistakes. We get a stop on the first possession of the game. Then I throw an interception on the, on the next play. Um, they come down and score. We come down and score. Um, I think we took a lead. Then last play of the half, they get a big touchdown by Vin. Definitely a questionable call, but refs make their call and they call him inbounds. It was a very nice throw by Mikey. Very nice catch. Just wasn't convinced that he was inbounds. They looked at it. They said it was still good. I disagree. Um, but uh, I thought defensively, I thought our team played well. Just like one or two miscommunications that led to touchdowns or really big plays that ended up leading to touchdowns. Um, offensively, I think if I don't throw three interceptions, we're looking at a much different football game, but I did throw three interceptions and UTEP took advantage of those mistakes, scored off turnovers and scored when they needed to pick up a 21, 20 win after losing their first game of double header. I always say I'm very impressed when a team can lose their first one, win their second one just shows resiliency shows that you're not caring too much about each game and you're able to make plays in a game where Maybe your morale was down due to the game that happened in the beginning. Um, but UTEP picks up 21-20 victory. Uh, I felt like my team, we played without two of our linemen. We played two, a lot of two linemen sets. Probably won't do that again with the linemen. Um, just need more protection. Felt like I was under pressure the entire game. Uh, got the ball out fast at times, but... 
just wasn't enough. And obviously, I ran the ball well, but I just we didn't we didn't we didn't deserve we didn't deserve to win the game because I didn't play well. Uh, we had some drops also. I'm not I'm not blaming anybody. It was games fully on me. Defensively, I thought we played well, so uh, I'm not too worried about the squad. I just need everyone to show up so that we can. Uh, Continue to grow as a team. Uh, Mark and Darielle both had big, uh, big plays in this game. Jake had a few catches. Um, Jordan had two touchdowns actually in this game. We just or one in this game. Just wasn't able to get it done. Not surprised that I'm starting on one. It happens every season. I feel like at this point. All right, let's talk about Kentucky. Second game against Portland State, led by Absakar, Malik Presley, and company. Um, Portland State comes out first play of the game. Throws a uh, goes on two gets the defense off sides and throws a bomb. Ab throws an absolute bomb to uh, Malik and starts the game off seven nothing immediately. I was like, oh, maybe we're gonna have a nice game here because I did project Kentucky to predict Kentucky to win the game, which they ended up doing. I believe final score was forty to nineteen. Um, but Portland State got off to a hot start, but Kentucky didn't waver. Came right down the field, scored, tied the game up, got a couple stops, forced Ab into um, some third and long situations, and they just really never got the offense going outside that deep ball throw. Malik caught another deep ball touchdown um, earlier in that, I mean, later in that game when the game was kind of out of reach at that point, but um, they fought until the end. I think they were down two scores at a point, but then it got back up to three scores. Kentucky's going to score a lot of points. They scored 74 points in the first game of the season. Um I mean, first week of the season in two games, and that's that's no uh, that's no short task. Liam had a touchdown this game. Leota caught a touchdown in one of the other one of the games. Uh, they protect Hogreef well, and Hogreef's really good at making guys miss. I talked about it in the first game. In this game, they didn't take their foot off the pedal. They scored forty points. They moved the football at will. Bartlett had two touchdowns in this game. Jelani made a couple nice plays on offense as well, and had an interception. Um, I like this Kentucky team. I think I said it. I said they're going to be top five in the league. I'll probably change it to like a top four, top three at this point, the way I'm seeing it. Um, they looked really good. And I think O'Grief has his team, a lot of guys he likes playing with, guys that like to play for him, trust him to make the right decisions. And uh, he's put, he's, he might, he's better put together like three really good seasons in a row at quarterback. So um, we got to start talking about Chris as a guy that now just has to get it done in the playoffs. That's really all it is at this point. He's going to be a good quarterback in the regular season. He's going to make a lot of throws. Um, we didn't even see any deep, crazy deep balls that he's used to throwing um, like he did last season, but I expect those to come at some point soon. Um, another full team effort by them. They got a lot of contributions from a lot of different areas in this game. Leota had a few sacks on the day. Um, Ray is going to do a Ray and Joe are going to do a great job playing off each other. Uh, getting each other sacks by forcing pressures and collapsing pockets into other guys. So um, this is going to be a good team. I like them. As for Portland State, um, Ab needs to get rid of the ball faster. I thought there were times where the slants were good, caught Malik a couple times, but it has to be more than just Malik. Noel on the outside. Uh, Youssef can make some plays. He made some plays for Rutgers last year. And Line needs to do a better job holding up. Um, a lot of pressure from that that team. That's going to be all season. There's going to be a lot of teams that think that they can take advantage of this line. You guys are a big size line. You, you guys need to hold up in uh in um pass protection. So I'm calling you out a little bit. Thought there were plays you guys did hold up in protection, but Ab just didn't get rid of the ball. Also think Ab just needs to be a little um a little more decisive with the football. Make quicker decisions. Run if you need to immediately. Don't try to don't try to be the hero. Um and 
gotta stop overthrowing guys because in the middle of the field that's where you're gonna get picked so uh tough week one for portland state but i'm not down on them yet ab has shown he can win in the league made the playoffs in the only other time he was a captain and malik now leads the league in uh probably every receiving category after week one so uh he's still able to make his impact he needs to probably make his impact felt a little more defensively i think for this team uh but we'll see how he's gonna be able to do that as the weeks go on all right, last game of the day was Texas versus Stanford. We uh, Stanford loses this game 22-20. to Texas pulls off a win. Player of the game was for sure Roman. Uh, had a fumble recovery for, for a touchdown and also had a pass breakup at the line that he intercepted and almost took in for another touchdown. Um, he, played a, he played a great game, had a couple sacks as well. Um, he was all over the place. He was able to beat the two-man line, time the snap well. Um, and we just didn't have an answer. I made him miss a bunch, but he made enough plays to, enough big plays, I'll say, to get them to win. Tommy played okay. Paulie had a nice touchdown, caught a conversion as well. Uh, Flott and Venti had a couple of catches between the two of them. He had an undersized line playing. He had Mikey Giordano playing line for them, undersized guy. But Tommy's a master at getting the ball out, also at making guys miss in the backfield. Um, Stanford, our problem was that we just couldn't generate enough sacks on the day. I think we only had two, one in each game. Um, just has to, we just need more sacks and better pressure on the quarterback and finishing plays instead of just getting pressures and running by the guy or not making the pull. So, um, it's a it's a work in progress. Defensively, I thought again we played well, considering that we really only allowed one drive to finish in six because they had the one touchdown that they had on defense, and then another one where they got the ball at the two yard line to start the drive. So, um, defensively, we really only allowed seven points. Um, I think that'll continue because we have we have a better athletes than a lot. I, I personally, I think we have better athletes than a lot of teams. We're able to make life difficult um, in the secondary, but. Uh, we need to be better offensively. Only scored 20 points and 20 points. Uh, I threw another interception in this game probably. Um, I just wasn't good. I just wasn't good the entire day. Just wasn't feeling the ball the way I needed to feel it. And uh, Texas did a better job not allowing me to get big gains on the ground. Uh, making five pulls at first first guy to get to me would make the five pull. Um, Jake had a touchdown in one of these two games. Um trying to think jordan had another touchdown in this game i think i ran one in this game and that was our three touchdowns just not a good offensive day but it's only 40 points so not very happy with it tommy happy to come out with a win we had a chance in the last play of the game from the five yard line just weren't able to get it done uh and that just happens sometimes i fall to zero and two we fall into a hole immediately with only eight games so we're gonna have to pick it up fast all right that does it for the recap Let's get into the week two preview. Uh, week two, once again, we played at the blue field um, and will feature, I think every team is playing this week. Um, should see everyone at the field at some point. Hopefully the rain holds off. We have six games this week. Um, we'll start at 9 a.m. The Tulane squad uh, we did not see them in week one. They're led by Douglas, DeLon, Chris Johnson, LaTempa against the Appalachian State squad, App State. Uh, we don't know any of these guys. The only guys we know are Justin Santiago and Griffin. Um, I'm excited to see them play. Excited to see if their quarterback can hang because we've gone through a bunch of quarterbacks in this league that can hang, some that can, some that can't. 
So hopefully they got a quarterback that's able to make plays with his feet, make plays with his arm, receivers that are able to do uh, great things, guys that are great athletes. I like. I hope that they bring a good com- competitive team to the league. Um, if they do, it great. If they don't, they're going to have to figure it out on the fly. Um, this two-lane squad, they got a good offensive line. They got Douglas at quarterback. His only season at quarterback, it went pretty well. He went 6-2. and two. I know it was a first-round exit in the playoffs, but they go 6-2 and two and had number two seed in the summer a couple seasons ago. Um, I'm excited to see two new teams play. We didn't see them play last week. Um, I'm going to pick Tulane based on the fact that I've never seen the majority of the players for Appalachian State play. Uh, I hope they come out and they play well, but I'm going to take the Tulane squad in this one. Tulane, just for a reminder, the team is Douglas, DeLon, Tempa, uh, Chris Johnson, Matt DePhillips, David Fleming, Vic Colon, Jeremy Cruz, who I hear is a quarterback, John Caristi, and Dan Park. Uh, I could see if Douglas is struggling early, maybe they go to this kid, Jeremy. I assume they've gotten a practice in or gotten together at some point. Not sure if App State has, but we'll find out week one. So, I mean, this week. So I'm very excited about that. I'm taking Tulane in this game. I've never seen the other guys play, so I'm going to rock with what I've seen. Um, so that's at 9 o'clock at the Blue Field. Other 9 o'clock game is yours truly, Stanford versus uh, Texas A&M by Trevor Garland. Uh, we talked about in the beginning, A&M is running that offense where they line the ball up close to the uh, – close to the boundary, spread the field wide, and force you to guard a lot of ground and force you to guard everybody. Um, Less compact space, less guys in one area. Um, We're going to have to come ready to play defensively, um, and we're going to have a game plan for it. We're going to understand what our responsibilities are and what we're going to do. We're going to have to mix it up, force Garland to be confused in the pocket, not know what kind of defense we're running and whatnot. Um, But they're a good team. They have a lot of good flag pullers, so it's going to be tough offensively. We're going to have to move the ball down the field. We're going to have to push the ball down the field, take shots down the field, and hopefully connect on them. Um, we're going to have to play better on the on the offensive line, try to give me a little more time to throw. I'm going to have to do a better job making guys miss in the backfield and getting down the field when I run and making guys miss. It's going to be a good game. Obviously, I'm taking us to win, um, but I think a lot of people could – be taking Texas A&M to win this game. I have to prove that I'm still that guy because right now I'm um, this season. Every season's a new season. You got to prove yourself every week. And last week I proved I was one of the worst quarterbacks in the league. So um, got to come out with better intensity as a team. Got to come out with a lot of energy and got uh, got to be prepared and ready to go. So um, we're taking Stanford obviously on the pod, but I bet Tommy would be taking Texas A&M in this game if he was on the pod right now. All right, 10 o'clock game. We'll stick with the two-lane squad against Kentucky. Uh, this is going to be a good game, I think. I think going to be a good game in the trenches. Going to be, um, could be a high-scoring game, but Kentucky does have a good defense, allowed less than 20 points in both their games last week. Um, talked about Tulane. Don't know a lot about them, but we do, we do know a lot about Kentucky. They have a high-powered offense, fast players, good, good tackling team, um, and they're not going to get bullied in the trenches on either side. So, uh, I'm going to rock with Kentucky in this game. I think they have the better quarterback. And I think they can match up everywhere just fine. They might have the, and I think they have the athlete matchup on the outside. You'll see if DeLon plays D-line or he guards Liam on the outside, could take potentially try to take him out of the game. Um, but Hogreave doesn't mind that. If that's what happens, Hogreave will just go to his other players. Um, I know most teams would probably, most quarterbacks would probably rather see DeLon outside than see DeLon on the line. Um, but 
We shall see what Tulane does. This is Tulane's second game back-to-back. Assuming my predictions are correct and they come out with a win in their first game, um, they will be looking to get to 2-0 against Kentucky. But I'm going to roll with Kentucky in this one. I think that Hogreave is on a mission right now. And I think his team is very good and capable of helping him complete that mission. And um, I like Kentucky to keep it rolling, get to 3-0 in the year. Other 10 o'clock game, we got Colorado playing in the first game of their doubleheader against Oregon. Uh, Oregon coming off of a loss last week to Kentucky, one of the better teams in the league. Goes against a Suroff-led team with Justin, Mamarola, Bullen, um, and others. Um, Colorado did not play in week one. Oregon did. I guess that's a little bit of an advantage. But when you're talking about a team led by Suroff and uh, Marola and Justin and Bullen, you got guys who have played together before, played in the league for a long time, had a lot of success in the league. So I'm not worried about them not playing. Maybe for a possession, it might not look the best, but you know Suroff's going to come out with a game plan. He's going to have his first couple plays scripted, ready to go. He knows get, get the ball into Justin's hands early. That can turn into instant offensive success. That can kind of uh, get the ball rolling offensively if you think there's a chance at Rust since you haven't played in a while. Um, I know they've been getting working as a team, getting routes in. Suroff, ready to go. I saw him at softball last night. Uh, yeah, no, I, the Colorado team is a good team. As for Oregon, just got to see you protect Cyrus a little bit better. And Cyrus, keep running, keep using your legs, keep making guys miss. Um, and when you get the ball out to your receivers, Copes is a really good receiver in the screen game, makes a lot of guys miss. Uh, I thought the Palma did a good job. I know they only got about a half a football together, but I think Cyrus and Keanu could be a nice little one-two punch um, at quarterback receiver for that Oregon team. And you got to pride yourself defensively, Oregon. Can't give up four, can't give up 34 points. Got to pride yourself a little better defensively. Got to be a little bit better flag pulling. And that'll come with playing together and really figuring out. I know it was a uh, different thing having Tommy be out for the season, having to get Cyrus on the fly, but... Uh, I think he'll continue to improve and continue to get better as the the season goes on. But I am rolling with Colorado in this game. I think the Suroff-Justin combo gets right back to where they were last time they played together. So, um, yeah, I'm taking Colorado. All right, 11 o'clock game. We got Texas playing against Colorado. Um, Last time we saw Texas, they beat Stanford by two in the rain. Paulie got a little hurt towards the end of the game. I'm not sure how he's feeling. If he's feeling okay, then I like this Texas team, obviously. I hope Texas has a full team this week because they're a really good team. Um, I actually like them in this game. I think that in this game, they're going to be getting Colorado in the second game back-to-back. Texas has a good team. They have a good line that can control the can control the line of scrimmage. I think um, if all three show, um, they have Tommy, who's really good at making guys miss in the backfield, and Paulie, Jimmy Flat, Nick Venti. That's a good three three combo th- uh, three trio. Jesus combo trio at receiver. So I like this Texas team. We just talked about the Colorado team. Uh, I think that if Colorado is going to pull off a 2-0 day in the second game, they're going to have to really be focused on not letting Tommy escape the pocket, not letting him um, make guys miss and really extending the play because that's when Paulie does his best in the secondary, kind of drifting down the field, making guys uh, kind of not forget about him. But just when Tommy is making the making the play extend past six, seven, eight seconds, it's hard to guard guys. And Paulie's one of the best jump ball receivers in the league that the league has seen. And... Uh, yeah, it's going to be a battle. I like when Paulie and Justin are playing the same game because you usually get some fireworks at some point. Um, Colorado is going to move the football. They're going to score points. Justin's going to get back on track where, like he never left, I think. 
I expect a really big day from Justin. Um, I just think that they come up a little bit short in this second game of back-to-back. Um, there's got to be a little rust from not playing for a while. I'm going to take Texas in a close one against this Colorado team, have them going 1-1 one one in the day, Texas improving to 2-0 and oh on the season in my predictions. Um, Colorado could definitely win this game. There's definitely no reason why they couldn't if texas doesn't come up with a full team and they're short in the line that could help that will help colorado for sure but i'm expecting a full team and i'm expecting that uh they pull off a win other 11 o'clock game in the last game of the day you have utep led by the gargano brothers and company we talked about before they were one and one play against the own one portland state squad playing just one game on the day um Let's think. Let's think. Last time Mikey played the Abdul Sakar led team, it was a first round exit for uh, Abdul's Rutgers squad, which is a lot of the same guys. That's why I bring them up so constantly. Is a lot of the same guys, um, and then you're just replacing uh, Bigford with Malik. Um, Mikey has had this team's number. I think he beat him twice in the reg- uh, in the once in the season, once in the playoffs that season, and. Mikey's just a guy that slows the game down, limits your offensive possessions, and if you're a team that probably needs more offensive possessions to score because you're not you're not as consistent offensively like this Portland State team showed in Week One, um, it's not a good matchup. You're gonna have to use your possessions wisely. You're gonna have to get a lot of positive plays. Uh, I think if Vinick stays on the defensive line, they're going to be very good defensively. Um, when he was on the defensive line was when I saw more time in the pocket to throw. Um, not sure of Rags' availability this week if he's coming or not. Um, he got hurt in the second game, I believe, or maybe in the first game, not really sure. Um, but I think Vin playing D-line with the guys they have in the secondary of Mikey, Aaron Ford, Zach Charest, Tymir, um, they have a really good secondary already. They should have Vin play on the defensive line. I know maybe Vin doesn't want to, but that's probably where this team will be most successful defensively. Um, I'm taking UTEP in this game. I think they have the better team top to bottom. I think that Malik needs to be a be- uh, a bigger impact player on the defense side of the ball. Um, needs to be an elite flag puller for this team. And he's going to have to make an impact in this game on both sides of the football. Ab, like I said before, needs to be much better at um, getting rid of the ball fast, finding his receivers, and also running the football and not being hesitant to run. Get up the field, make guys miss. You're a really good athlete. Use those legs. Use that ability that you have. Um, your arm is not your best ability. Your legs are your best ability. Um, you're going to have to mix in the throw, but make them easy throws, easy to your, your lineman, get your lineman involved. You got to be creative in this game. Uh, Mikey, obviously his team's going to be UTEP is a loud team. They got a lot of guys to talk, but you got to just keep your head in the game and, uh, not allow them to get out to a big lead, try to play from ahead. Um, and just give him the lead chances down the field, man. He's a really good deep ball receiver. Even when you don't think he's open, he can still make plays, throw the ball up to him, help him, uh, help him help you. All right, 30 minutes uh, makes sense. I'm the only one talking, usually up to 45 or so with Tommy here. Uh, haven't done a podcast with Tommy in a while because I'm just all over the place with in terms of timing. Um, this is being recorded Friday at 5.30. So um, we will see you at the Bluefield on Sunday. Appreciate everybody. Make sure you bring your own flags. We do not supply flags anymore. Thank you very much. Let's uh, not yell at the refs. Respect the player, respect the refs, uh, and respect the league. Thanks, guys. Have a great one. See you on Sunday. Peace.